Hey listeners, it's Adam, and 2019 is already off to such a busy start. You guys may have seen it, The Creative Workbook came out. It is a process-oriented guide to helping you set goals and visions for the coming year. It's an accumulation of hundreds of hours of work of me working with individuals and groups on helping them reach their creative goals. Go to the website, notesonyournotes.com forward slash 2019, or just go to the main website and click on Creative Workbook. It is there for you, a gift. Merry Christmas. Happy Joshua. New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Year. Yeah, it's also the Chinese New Year's and all that good stuff. So I have some classes coming up in the Los Angeles area the month of March and April. I'll also be hosting a couple of open mic nights in downtown Los Angeles. I also have a class for the embodied writing for uh, writers getting into their body, and it's going to be taught at the Soul of Yoga down in Encinitas, and I'm co-teaching that with Dr. Dana Reese. So that will be an amazing experience as well. Um, as well as Hollyhock. Hollyhock is uh, is uh, coming up again in July. Josh is back at Hollyhock teaching again. And I just want to say it's an amazing experience. He taught in the uh, fall of last year and at the Braid Theater in Santa Monica. And it culminated in a show where everyone presented completely original material. A bunch of people showed up to watch it. And it was such a good experience for people to start with their process and get towards a completed piece. Uh, so, so much to offer this year, and there'll be more, so stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. I feel like it's been a while since we did this. It has. You know why, guys? It's We're preparing a very special episode that's coming out. Uh, it's about the whole development process from story to performance. And we worked with a writer I know, uh, Hannah Smith, who's really talented. And she brought in something at like a early stage and then we gave her rounds of notes and so we've been working on that uh and you see progressive drafts you see the actual development process yeah it's gonna be exciting i don't i don't i don't think anyone's ever done it quite like this before we're one piece yeah over several episodes yeah part of what it got to me is that a lot of my writer friends and even some of my friends who sort of work on the visual end of wait 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 wait, wait, wait. you have friends that are (laughs) not just writers what just writers what A couple editors squeaked in. Uh-huh. Uh, they all say something similar, which is that they're not interested in shooting, seeing the shooting draft of a script. They wish they could see the earlier drafts. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's what's interesting in them. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to show you the early draft so you could see how people get to the final draft. Yeah. And, the, and sort of the suggestions that Josh and I had for people developing story. Mm-hmm. Development. It's all about development. You know, it's about defining and redefining your taste and, you know exploring it and seeing what's real for you yeah and and doing a lot of uh discovering question work on characters yeah you know like where are they from how do they behave in this situation what Mm -hmm. is their deep fear what do they want in certain scenes what do they want globally Mm -hmm. development work yeah who am i what do i want yeah the work that sort of makes writing the actual story easy 
once you've done it already. <laughs> once you've done that, that so that's foundational work. Yeah. That is, that's the heavy lifting. And, yeah. and people like to skip over the heavy lifting and they want to go to the result. Mm. You know, because one of the things that we were talking about earlier today was this thing of, um, you know, it's important for a character to have an aberrant behavior, right? Um, they're not an aberrant behavior. Let me say it another way. It's important for a character to have something that they're, <clears throat> that they're going after something that they want like I want I want intimacy in my life that's a big driver in romantic comedies and then uh, then there's the obstacle the obstacle is the is the aberrant behavior of the character not in terms of the external but the internal and then how do they what what word should we put on that how do how do they demonstrate that need in a less upward spiraling way yeah i mean i came up with the word the compensatory behavior Mm -hmm. but i don't know if that that doesn't really have a negative charge to it just to and also to give a larger frame to this you know there's this word that gets thrown around that we've talked about on the show and it gets talked around a lot in Mm -hmm. the screenwriting world uh misbehavior misbehavior like what is the behavior that a character is doing that is causing them pain and what's the what's the behavior that has to grow for that for us to feel catharsis as an audience for us to see the change between the beginning and the end of the movie and normally that before that transforms in a film or television show it doesn't usually transform in a tv show but in a story in a film uh we see a lot of bad expressions of that behavior yeah. So there's the there's the healthy expression of 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 anything and then there's the unhealthy expression of something. Like if someone wants uh uh emotional intimacy, uh-huh. then let's say they go after what would be like a healthy expression of emotional ah they they go out and buy a puppy. <laughs> right. Or something. I well, mean, okay. you know, as, yeah, as like, baby steps. So let's yeah. just say like initially yeah. they can't they don't have the uh emotional ability to form a bonded relationship mm-hmm. with another person but mm-hmm. they start developing intimate relationships with nature with animals with uh yeah relationships that are not going to bring them pain but are going to mm-hmm. give them a taste of connection to another person and probably to themselves so yes now what would be let's say the the compensatory behavior and i just want to say it's not always negative sometimes it's just fascinating right doesn't that yeah sometimes it's avoidant but it's not necessarily like someone snorting cocaine on the dash of their car right but see here's and here's the part that i think is exciting is that if you do this work if you do the 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 groundwork to find this Uh which is not necessarily going to be something that drives your story but it will be one of the indicators that you can use as a callback to show the growth of the behavior in the healthy direction of your character. Meaning, if someone's looking for emotional intimacy and they do the healthy behavior of going out and they get a puppy or whatever, or they hang out with children or I don't know, whatever it is, and everyone kind of agrees that's the healthy side of it, then there's the unhealthy side, which is um, she, she spends her whole weekends reading novels, romance novels. Oh, right, right, right. Right? And so then as her healthy uh, behavior starts to increase, then we see her less and less reading those romance novels, even to the point where at the end of the, at the, end of the story, she gives away her romance novel collection. Yeah, and it's also how you do the behavior, too, that's yeah. complicated. Like for some people, yeah. like what's coming to mind is like obsessive exercising. Mm-hmm. So you deeply mm-hmm. want intimacy, mm-hmm. and so and you don't have it. Mm-hmm. So let's say... You're a woman or a man, and so you start going to the gym twice a day. Are you trying to say something to me, Adam? Are you? Are you? Are you is this a, like? You still running, I, 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 You still do your gentleman's two miles every day? 
Is this, are you trying to intonate something? I had there? a friend in college. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh again. One, one friend. He used one. to call. He'd only run two miles. He called it a gentleman's two. Gentleman never runs more than two miles. Are you serious? Yeah. Where was he from? The South? That's hysterical. Uh, I, I, he was not from the South, but I think he picked this up from, you know, someone some from England or some place where there were gentlemen. Or gentlemen true <laughs> gentlemen. They don't sweat. They glow. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> to go back, what I'm saying is, and in really good stories, the yeah. the compensatory behavior that yeah. we would say like. The way they, the behavior they're using that deals with their emotional, their their emotional challenge, mm-hmm. uh, finding a really original good one is cool. It's yeah. fun to watch. It is. It yeah. is. And again, it's this is we're not talking about a driver here in your story. We're talking about something that's a nice, healthy, healthy. It's a nice, unhealthy, uh, uh, unhealthy in their behavior, but healthy for your story. A callback that we can use as a way to to meter. Yeah. Or measure their, their advancement. Yeah, the one of the, like the biggest ones we see sometimes in movies is, is around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like the verdict is like mm-hmm. that. The yeah. Paul Newman movie from the early '80s that mm-hmm. was really good. Uh, opening scene, he's an alcoholic drunk. Closing scene, he is sitting at his mm-hmm. uh, desk and instead of pouring uh, uh, bourbon into his mug, he pours coffee. Right. So you see the shift in the compensator. But that's like a really obvious one. Yeah. And it would be cool if you could like. Well, like, like subtle like, ones are cool. Like like Taxi Driver. I mean, no, that's not a subtle screenplay, but Taxi Driver, you know, what's his name? Travis? Travis Bickle. Yeah, he's doing all kinds of, of, of compensation behavior thing for not being fulfilled in his life by, you know, so, talking to himself in the mirror. and. So let's talk about Taxi Driver for a minute because I want to ask you, what do you think the underlying uh, emotional driver is? Like, what does he want that he's not getting? Well, I would say that his... The, the reason why he is where he is is because he has no he has no intimacy in his life. He has no personal life. He's isolated. He's alone. He's a vet from world, from from Vietnam, right? Uh, I don't remember. But for me, what comes up is to mm-hmm. be seen and valued. Yes, he he's he not, feels like he, a cockroach, right? Yeah, There's a, he's that, nobody. Yeah, he's a nobody. He feels like nobody. More importantly, I'm not saying he's nobody. He feels like he's nobody. right, and he self isolates, and he only drives his taxi at night, and he sees the darker side. Right, and. People like that in society, then they do their compensatory behavior. And what's that in the movie? I would say that it's his uh, fantasy life uh, when he starts talking to himself in the mirror and, and creating these other characters and, uh, and you know, continues to downward spiral. Yeah. And you see that in real life. You see that, like, sometimes, you know, what comes to mind is um, these uh, people get obsessed with celebrities and then to a violent degree. Mm-hmm. It's like they feel unseen, I think, in some way, mm-hmm. and like if they, and that's kind of what happens with, I think, believe Sybil Shepherd's character in, who there's a there's a political, there's someone who has some fame in the movie, right? Who he becomes obsessed with. Yes. And so, yes, it's that desire to have intimate contact with someone and feel seen because mm-hmm. who's seen constantly, whether they're seen truly or not, is mm-hmm. celebrity and people who have fame. Yes, they're recognized, and mm-hmm. so they never they're never the cockroach. So I think for Travis Bickle, like in that character, it's pretty interesting behavior, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's helped by excellent acting and scenes it alone. And yeah, but if you have a hard time doing it for your character, even just think about oneself. Like, what do you do when something is uncomfortable and you want something? Like, what is your yeah? What is the behavior that's not healthy? Right. 
Right. And 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 like you were saying, and what I was saying as well about the behavior in and of itself doesn't have to be unhealthy. Like reading in and of itself does not have to be healthy. Right. But spending all weekend reading romance novels and having a whole collection and you get a new one every day, you know, then you get into you know other waters. It's not unhealthy to go feed uh, pigeons in the park. You know, well, it is for the pigeons because they're usually getting gluten, you know, gluten bread. <laughs> but, yeah. not, they don't like Wonder Bread. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of problems with constipation. Anyway, <laughs> celiac, <but laughs> celiac disease in pigeons in the park. But yeah, so so people can go to the park and they can feed you know pigeons once. But if you're doing it you know two or three times a day, then it's like, ooh, what what are we trying to compensate for here? So this is just like a really quick little, uh, a quick one, because we've had a lot of longer, uh, 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 you know, podcasts recently. So I want to just give like a little tip, a little tip, another little layer to look for in your story today. Could we maybe produce like a writing prompt that would help someone do this kind of development work for a character? What a good idea, Adam. I feel, I feel like that would be a wonderful thing to put in the show notes. <laughs> no, we're going to do it right now. Oh. First rule about first rule about podcast clubs: there are no show notes. That's right. First rule about show. Actually, I have been doing some show notes recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna okay. take a stab at All right. it. And the say, power of soon. Okay, go. <laughs> the power of soon. Josh is like, <laughs> way not to go for depth <laughs> in instant gratitude. Uh, I think it could be as simple as simple as uh, when my character. Uh, doesn't get what he needs emotionally this is how he responds he and then fill in the blank these are the day-to-day behaviors that are present for my character when they get ready in the morning this is what they're thinking and this is what they're doing you know like because i feel like it starts to get like subtle at that level you know like this is how the person meets the day okay okay you know, for so, the person who's lonely and wants intimacy, maybe it's reading the romance novel, but maybe it's also obsessive, obsessing over their eye makeup in the mirror. Okay, I'm with you. You know, I'm it's like you. you start to explore, like, if someone has this feeling, how might they, re- you know, how might they react? And the easy way to do it research-wise is to read a memoir or something of someone who who is like this mm-hmm. or to talk to people. But what's interesting about character development is like for someone who's lonely, there are a thousand manifestations of a thousand faces of that misbehavior. Yes. That's why it's interesting. That is. So, you know, does does the person mm -hmm. build uh, an avatar online and live their Mm -hmm. life out that way? Like what are all the, like the layers? I like that. I like that a lot. Cause, cause that leads me to this other area, which is checking into your character and seeing what they do for a living. Cause there might be some hints there. Uh-huh. And then also seeing what they do for in their, what, what would you call that? Like their fun, their hobbies, their, um, because I find it like we were just talking about um, taxi driver yeah. and he drives a taxi. Mm-hmm. That's the name. Um, and what's in a taxi? Uh, mirrors. Mirrors. Yeah. And who's he talked to? himself in the mirror right so there is a hint there as to where you might be able to find the, the the source material for it by what you're surrounded by in your work i feel like that would be a good thing or checking into what your um what your hobbies or your you know after work um things are uh as a way to 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 work from real experiences of where you could glean an object right yeah. yeah. I mean, objects are huge because usually 
But when, when there's the misbehavior, there's usually there's, there's always something in the physical world that's involved. In there's, there's always going to be an object. Yeah. There has to be. I mean, even if it's a mirror, it's like it's, there has to be. Yeah. 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 Or, or a cat. Or. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, what's who's the character in Little Miss Sunshine who gives the speech at the beginning. Oh He's yeah, a motivational speaker. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I feel like for someone like that, they've got their PowerPoint deck about uh-huh. all ready to go for their motivational talk. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. That's not really his compensatory behavior, but um, that is probably how he. You know, I see this in like the entrepreneurial world. Mm-hmm. Like people feel powerless. They're trying to raise money for their startup, and they're obsessed with success and being wealthy and they're just really crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pounding a quad latte at like Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, they usually have this, you know, they're obsessing over a financial model or a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, like they have right. that thing they go to uh-huh. when they can't actually do the thing they need to be doing, which is going to a meeting and convincing someone to invest in their company. Right. You know, I hear or, you. Yeah. you know, building up. You just see like sometimes what is the obsessive behavior? What is the thing? Where does their focus go? Over overcompensate. Overcompensate would be a good yeah, a good tell. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like we've beat this one, but I thought we would beat yes. it for like another five minutes. Yes. Uh, if you want to get more information on notes on your notes, you can go to our Facebook page. You can also rate us on the iTunes store. We really appreciate that. And Josh's Instagram account. I mean, our Instagram account. <laughs> notes on your notes. Notes on your notes, just because Josh um, is the person who runs it. Uh, but if you have ideas for shows, also don't hesitate to email us at notesonyournotes at gmail.com. The sound on the show is courtesy of Ken McLeod, and the editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.